the rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. 39 clear skies on this Wednesday, January 8th. Good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. We're the only country that has emerged from every crisis we've ever entered stronger than we got into it. President Biden delivers his second State of the Union speech amid bipartisan heckling. Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders calls Biden unfit to serve in office during the GOP response to the State of the Union. 26-year-old off-duty NYPD officer shot in his head during an attempted robbery has died. Fed Chair Jerome Powell warns of additional rate hikes despite Friday's glowing jobs report. FDNY Commissioner Kavanaugh booed during a promotion ceremony as two chiefs seek demotions over her demotion of other top brass. Well, there was bipartisan heckling during bipartisan moments as President Joe Biden delivered his second State of the Union address last night to a divided House chamber. Despite inflation at a six and a half percent 40 year high, the president said. Two years ago, the economy was reeling. I stand here tonight after we've created with the help of many people in this room, 12 million new jobs, more jobs created in two years than any president's created in four years because of you all. Some of the dramatic highlights, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia called Biden a liar while he was discussing potential cuts to Social Security and Medicare. Part of a debt limit deal. President Biden prompted a motive moment of intense silence when he introduced the parents of Tyree Nichols, the 29 year old man who died last month during a traffic stop. Progressive Democrats were fired up. Representative Jamal Bauman of New York yelled, Mr. President, that was awesome. After he finished his remarks and Bauman shouted, yay, when Biden said public school teachers should receive a raise. At one point, Representative Rashida Tlaib of Michigan yelled, you tell him, Joe. Senator Mitt Romney of Utah and Congressman George Santos were caught on camera exchanging words with Mitt Romney actually calling Santos a sick puppy. Biden takes his speech on the road today and tomorrow. He's set to visit Wisconsin today, Florida, Thursday. Arkansas's Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders gave a combative speech yesterday evening in response to President Biden's State of the Union address. Sanders called Biden unfit to serve as commander in chief, saying his weakness puts our nation and the world at risk. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. She said the choice is between normal or crazy. President Biden is unwilling to defend our border, defend our skies and defend our people. He is simply unfit to serve as commander-in-chief. Sanders sought to highlight a generational difference with Biden saying at 40, I'm the youngest governor in the country. And at 80, he's the oldest person in American history. She also asserted in her speech that it is time for a new generation of Republican leadership. An off-duty NYPD officer shot during an attempted robbery in Brooklyn over the weekend has died. The body of 26-year-old officer Adid Fayez, draped in the NYPD flag, transferred from Brookdale Hospital to the medical examiner last night. PBA President Pat Lynch outside Brookdale Hospital as the officer's body was transferred. If you're fortunate enough to have children, imagine their father never coming home again. They'll never be okay from this. 
The officer's death comes just hours after authorities announced the arrest of a suspect in his shooting. 38-year-old Randy Jones is charged with murder and attempted robbery. He was taken into custody Monday at the Days Inn Hotel in Nanuet, New York. A week after raising its benchmark interest rate and Friday's strong labor report, over a half million jobs created, Fed Chair Jerome Powell Tuesday signaled even more rate hikes are coming. Powell said Tuesday the economy is still running too hot. Here's Powell during a question-and-answer event at the Economic Club in Washington, D.C. Our message really was this process is likely to take quite a bit of time. Uh, It's not going to be, uh, we don't think, smooth. It's probably going to be bumpy. And so we think that we're going to need to do further rate increases, as we said, and we, we think that we'll need to hold policy at a restrictive level for a period of time. His comments come less than a week after the Fed voted to raise its benchmark interest rate another quarter percentage point to a range of four and a half to four and three quarter percent. Well, there's discontent within the FDNY. FDNY Commissioner Laura Kavanaugh got jeered while a fire official protesting her recent brass shakeup was cheered during a promotion ceremony in Brooklyn yesterday. FGNY MC at the mic, Captain Andrew Brown, had to embarrassly quiet the ranks. Quiet down, gentlemen. Fire Commissioner Laura Cavanaugh. Five down, gentlemen. FGNY Chief of the Department John Hodgins, who gave up his title along with another top fire official last week in protest of Cavanaugh's sudden demotion of three other t- colleagues, received sustained applause. Chief of the Department, John Hodgins. Although a New York Post reporting, Kavanaugh told about 20 deputy chiefs that she was tired of underlings asking for things like promotions, special favors, cars, department cars, and other self-serving perks in recent weeks without offering any suggestions on such crucial issues as as to how to reduce fire deaths, particularly up in the Bronx. Well, a federal court may soon reveal the identities of those two bail backers who helped the parents of FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried secure his release on a $250 million bond. He is awaiting trial, of course, on charges he defrauded investors. On January 30th, U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan of the Southern District of New York ruled in favor of a motion that was filed by multiple news organizations that argued the revelation of the two mystery bail backers would serve the public interest. Former Bernie Madoff attorney Ira Sorkin weighed in on Fox Business. He's got a very good lawyer in Mark Cohen. It's a very good firm, Cohen and Gresser. And sometimes clients don't listen to their lawyers. Now, I can't tell you I'm not a party to it. I don't know what goes on between them. I have no role to play. But uh, he should zip it and not make public statements. Attorneys for Free Tuesday, in fact, appealed a judge's decision to allow the identities to be released. So that means the appeal delays the decision on the release of these two names until February 14th, pending the outcome of that appeal. A Congress will get a briefing today on that suspected Chinese spy balloon that the U.S. blew up off the coast of South Carolina Saturday. The head of the U.S. Northern Command, General Glenn Van Herc, who is in charge of the recovery effort, and several Biden administration officials will brief members of Congress on the balloon today and tomorrow. You know, from a safety standpoint, uh, picture yourself with uh, large debris weighing hundreds, if not thousands of pounds, falling out of the sky. Uh, that's really what we're kind of talking about. So- And lawmakers have raised a number of questions about whether the balloon was able to collect intelligence and transmit it back to China. 
Navy divers began pulling pieces of the downed Chinese spy balloon from the depths of the ocean floor yesterday using sophisticated reconnaissance drones dubbed the kingfish and the swordfish to locate the debris. The debris will eventually go either to the FBI lab at Quantico, Virginia, or other sites where experts can analyze it. The death toll nearing 8,000 now, resulting from the 7.8 magnitude earthquake in southern Turkey and war-ravaged northern Syria. The death toll climbed above the 7,700 mark yesterday and was expected to rise further. Amid all this devastation, what some are saying was a miracle. The AP's Donna Warder reports. In video from Syrian civil defense, a rescue worker says God is great as a small child buried up to her head in rubble is pulled from the debris, alive and alert. And also in Syria, residents actually found a crying newborn still connected by the umbilical cord to her mother who had passed away. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan declared a state of emergency in the affected areas yesterday. Countries around the world, including the United States, are sending search and rescue teams to the region. Well, there's a surprise visit underway today by Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky to the United Kingdom. It marks Zelensky's first in-person visit since the Russian invasion nearly a year ago. Zelensky's visit to London is only his second outside his country since Russia invaded Ukraine back on February 24th of last year. Last year, Zelensky made an address in March to the UK's parliament via the Internet, weeks after Russia invaded on February 24th. We do not want to lose what we have, what is ours, our country, Ukraine, just the same way as you once didn't want to lose your country when Nazis started to fight your country. The UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak said the UK will expand training for from soldiers to Marines and fighter jet pilots for Ukraine, ensuring Ukraine has a military able to defend its interests. Well, a majority of Democrats now think one term is plenty for President Biden, despite his insistence that he plans to seek re-election in 2024. That's according to a new poll from the Associated Press Nork Center for Public Affairs Research. It shows just 37 percent of Democrats say they want Biden to seek a second term down from 52 percent prior to last year's midterm elections. Despite President Biden's sinking poll numbers, Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries of New York called Biden a pro-union, pro-middle-class president. President Biden, Democrats in the House and the Senate will continue to work hard to put people over politics. We're going to build upon our track record of success and continue to fight for lower costs, for better paying jobs, for safer communities. Jeffrey said Democrats have delivered meaningful legislation. Well, Cruz ended up releasing and burning toxic chemicals after 50 cars derailed in Ohio Friday night. Ten were carrying hazardous materials. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine earlier ordered evacuations in the area of the derailment that has been smoldering since Friday night. You know, knocking on windows, knocking on doors, doing everything we could uh, to get these people's attention if they were still inside. The impact of the burning vinyl chloride is a concern. The gas is used to make the polyvinyl chloride hard plastic resin in plastic products. Well, Microsoft yesterday announced a revamp of its Bing search engine and Edge web browser powered by artificial intelligence. The announcement comes weeks after Microsoft confirmed plans to invest billions in OpenAI, the company behind ChatGPT. 
Microsoft's CEO, Satya Nadella, during yesterday's press conference in Redmond, Washington. It's a new day in search. It's a new paradigm for search. Rapid innovation is going to come. In fact, a race starts today in terms of what you can expect. And we're going to move. We're going to move fast. The updates come as the viral success of ChatGBT has sparked a wave of interest in AI chatbot tools. 77 WABC News Time, 5.15. Time for sports. Morning. Bill Dix. Oh, thank you. Sorry, I jumped the gun a little quick. Morning, Deb. Uh, How are you? Happy hump day. Happy hump day. It's only halfway done. It's a big record set in the NBA last Uh, night, right? Yeah, a big record. A historic night. 34 years in the making, actually. The NBA now has a new all-time scoring leader. In last night's game against the Oklahoma City Thunder, LeBron James was 36 points shy from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's 38,387-point scoring record. With the man he expected to pass in attendance, LeBron went on a scoring flurry in the third quarter and eventually pulled up for a signature fadeaway to cement his name at the top of one of the league's most coveted lists. LeBron James has shot in history. That cut courtesy of TNT. To put this in perspective, LeBron James, much like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, was touted as one of the best high school basketball prospects ever. And much like the man he passed, he exceeded even the loftiest expectations and somehow managed to surpass them. With his name draped all over history, it would be completely inoffensive to make the argument he's now the greatest player to ever play the game. It should be noted, though, this record is for regular season scoring. Uh, If you want to include the postseason, LeBron already passed that mark a long time ago. This detail won't be remembered 50 years from now, but I should mention the Lakers did lose that game to the Thunder 133-130. to Onto the local action, coming into the Nets game against the Suns, Cam Thomas had back-to-back 40-point breakout performances, and surely he couldn't follow up for a third straight game, right? Wrong. Another 40-point outing, this time 43 from the second-year guard, who has now broken the Nets franchise record for most points in a three-game span, passing Kyrie Irving. Onto the next, onto the other side of the coin, Ben Simmons made his return to the court after missing the last four games. And to counter Thomas' 43, Simmons scored two points in 26 minutes. Nets lost their second straight, 116 to 112. With your bottom of the hour sports, with your early news sports update, excuse me, I'm Phil Dixon with 77 WABC. And I feel Lou Dobbs has your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. A big rally on Wall Street after Fed Chairman Jerome Powell's inflation update. The Fed leader said prices are coming down and interest rate hikes will continue. Stocks fell to session lows but then quickly rallied. The Dow up 265 points, the S&P up more than 50, and the NASDAQ index up 226 points. The Disney Company reporting earnings after today's closing bell. First quarterly update with Bob Iger as CEO. Wall Street forecast profits and revenue higher last quarter, mostly due to more parks opening and the success of the Avatar sequel. Dominion Energy stocks slumping ahead of today's earnings, down more than 2% on the week, down 24% over the past six months. Higher profits last quarter on higher demand for services expected. Crude oil futures moving higher after yesterday's inflation update. West Texas Intermediate crude up 4%, still down 2% on the week. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. 
Looking at futures, the Dow down 80 points at 34,126, down 0.23%. The S&P's dropped 14, NASDAQ down 39 and a half. Gold's up though, $11 an ounce. Crude oil at $78.21. That's up a dollar seven. It's the WABC Early News. 77 WABC News Time 520. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Thanks for joining us. Well, more details now on the capture of the suspect charged with murder and the shooting death of an off-duty NYPD officer. Our Bob Brown explains a man was captured at a hotel the days in up in Rockland County. Adid Fayaz of Deer Park, Long Island, had been on live support since being shot Saturday night in East New York. Meantime, a Brooklyn man arrested Monday for allegedly shooting the officer will be facing murder charges. Chief James Essex says the off-duty officer met Randy Jones to buy a car from him off Facebook Marketplace. A perpetrator grabs our MOS in a headlock, points the gun at his head and demands the money. Our officer states he doesn't have the money. The officer breaking free from the headlock, and that's when police alleged Jones shot him in the head and took off. Police arresting Jones in Rockland County at a Nanuet Hotel. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. Funeral services for the slain officer have not yet been released. The embattled head of New York City's Social Services Department stepping down. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard reports. Sources tell NBC4 New York Gary Jenkins announced he will be resigning by March 3rd. It comes after Jenkins was accused of covering up violations in the city's shelter system, including overcrowded conditions and housing families at intake centers. He spoke to New York One. There's no discord. There's no running away. This was something that was already planned. And uh, I'm just happy that I could take this opportunity after serving 36 years. The Department of Investigation started looking into the issue last year, but are still conducting the probe. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Alex Barnard. The New York Sheriff's Department says there are over 1,500 illegal smoke shops throughout the five boroughs. And now the Manhattan DA's office is putting the borough's illegal smoke shops on notice. Here's 77 WABC's Noam Layden. DA Alvin Bragg has sent letters to more than 400 smoke shops across the city warning of evictions for stores who continue to illegally sell pot products. Mayor Adams has been saying for months that the city will go hard after those stores selling weed without a license. To those who believe that this is going to become the wild, wild west of cannabis sale, we are saying clearly and loudly, no, it is not. The DA's office says landlords who receive a letter from them will have five days to start the eviction process for those illegal pot shops. For Early News, I'm Noam Layden. A Patterson, New Jersey police officer charged now in connection with the shooting of a man in his back, which left the man unable to walk. Attorney General Matthew Platkin of New Jersey said the state filed charges of second-degree aggravated assault and official misconduct against this officer, police officer Jerry Moravec. The charges stem from a June 2022 incident in which Moravec saw the victim, who was not identified in the charging documents, run past him. After hearing gunshots, the officer shouted for the person to drop the gun before firing, striking him in the back. But Platkin said the person did not have a gun in his possession or within reach. A firearm was found right near the shooting, according to the charging document. But the attorney general said there was no DNA or fingerprint evidence linking it to the officer. 
Well, tax cuts in Connecticut. Governor Ned Lamont today at high noon expected to detail his fiscal years 2024 and 2025 biennial state budget proposal that he will present to the General Assembly. This plan calls for a broad-based reduction in income tax rates for middle-class workers in Connecticut. I wanted to make sure this is something we can do, not just for the next year or two. Oh, my God, let's see what happens after that. I think people want the consistency and certainty to know this is a tax cut that's built to last. So I hope it makes a difference, Tamika, for the folks that work for you and all the folks out there knowing this is the biggest middle-class tax cut in the history of the state. Governor Lamont is proposing to permanently lower the 5% tax rate to 4.5% and the 3% rate to 2% beginning with income year 2024. And that is expected to save taxpayers $440 million annually, depending upon adjusted gross income. It still needs to be approved by the Connecticut State Legislature. Residents in Bridgeport, Connecticut, on edge after two murders took place Monday just a short distance from each other. A 35-year-old man identified as Tyshawn King was shot multiple times while sitting inside of a vehicle. Police say it appears he was targeted. The first murder took place in broad daylight. In that incident, a 26-year-old was also shot to death while sitting inside of a vehicle. Here's Police Chief Roderick Porter. We do believe this is uh, the community at large is safe and that um, this was isolated to this particular individual. Police say as of now, there is no obvious link between these two shooting deaths. Investigations are ongoing. Well, well, the top-tier Powerball ticket worth $747 million was sold in Washington State. There are three tickets worth a million bucks each. Second prize is sold right here in New York, and now we know where the locations of where they were sold. One of the million-dollar tickets was sold in New York City at Liberty News and Gifts inside Whitehall Terminal for the Staten Island Ferry down in lower Manhattan. And the other two tickets were sold out on Long Island, both in Nassau County. One was sold in Greenvale and the other sold in Hicksville. No $1 million tickets so reported sold in New Jersey or Connecticut. And those winning numbers were 5, 11, 22, 23, 69. The Powerball was seven for that huge whopping drawing, the fifth largest in Powerball history. Well, Michael Jackson's estate preparing to make a massive deal for half of his catalog. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard has the story. TMZ reports the King of Pops' estate is considering selling a 50% interest for nearly $900 million. There appears to be talk of a sale happening between the estate and Sony, which was Jackson's long-term label. Reports say the sale would only go down if the estate maintains total control and management over the catalog. If actualized, it would be the biggest deal ever in the music catalog market, even for only 50% of the rights. Recently, Bruce Springsteen sold the entirety of his catalog for $500 million, and Justin Bieber sold his for $200 million, neither coming close to this potential sale. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Alex Barnard. 77 WABC News Time 528. Coming up in sports, a new uh, record shattered last night in the NBA. Phil Dick and I'll be telling you all about that at 545. And we have our interview coming up at 550 with Patrick DeHaan. He weighs in on the future of gas prices and also the future of electric vehicles. So Patrick DeHaan of GasBuddy.com coming up at 550.
77 WABC News Time 529. If you miss the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, WABCRadio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.